0: This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Plated Earth, where we share at least a fraction of the crazy, wonderful, and insightful stories of produce. I'm your host, JJ. Plated Earth is also the official podcast of the Specialty Produce app. Please show your support for us and Specialty Produce by downloading the app, and exploring one of the globe's most comprehensive fresh food databases. So, what's on our plate today? Today we are sharing the story of breadfruit. April 28th marks the anniversary of one of the most famous mutinies in history, the Mutiny on the Bounty. The events of that day were even recreated in the 1962 movie, where Marlon Brando portrayed Fletcher Christian, the man who led the revolt against the captain of the ship. Some would say the movie over-romanticized the mutineers, or over-vilified the captain, but more importantly, it underplayed the role of the breadfruit, which was arguably the star of that story. But we'll come back to that. First things first, what is breadfruit? Breadfruit, botanically classified as Artocarpus altilis, is a member of the fig family and is one of three related species that make up what is called the breadfruit complex. One of the other species, called breadnut, has often been confused as a form of breadfruit, but it is actually its own species and is the ancestor of breadfruit. The fruit and seeds of all three species are edible, but today we're going to focus on the breadfruit. Breadfruit trees can grow more than 80 feet tall. And they are one of the highest yielding food plants, as a single tree can produce anywhere between 50 to 250 fruits each year, depending on the growing region. The fruit grows singly or in clusters of two or three at the branch tips. Today, there are hundreds of cultivated varieties of this vigorous, nutritious fruit, with many more out there that have yet to be documented. Breadfruits are large, football sized fruits, weighing as much as 12 pounds, with prickly, yellow green skin and a round, oval, or oblong shape. When cooked, the taste and texture is comparable to a baked potato, and as the name implies, the scent is reminiscent of freshly baked bread. Their appearance, both color and size, can vary depending on the variety and growing conditions. Some have smoother and less spiny exteriors, some have darker green skin, some are the size of a watermelon, while others are much smaller, and one unusual variety from French Polynesia even has pink to orange-brown skin. The fruit can be cooked and eaten at all stages of maturity. When the skin is still green, the fruit is hard and the white flesh is starchy and slightly fibrous. When ripe, the fruit is softer, the skin is yellow to yellow-brown, and the flesh is creamy and pale yellow in color with a sweet aroma. At this stage, it can be eaten raw or cooked. Breadfruit can be seedless to extremely seedy, depending on variety and the seeds actually cannot be dried or stored, as they germinate near immediately. Breadfruit is rarely propagated from seeds, and instead root cuttings or shoots are used for propagation. So where did this unique, exotic-looking fruit come from? Breadfruit originated in the South Pacific, from New Guinea through the Malay Archipelago. It spread through the rest of the Pacific in the hands of seafaring islanders who settled the numerous islands of Melanesia, Micronesia, and Polynesia, about 1,000 years before Columbus even crossed the Atlantic Ocean. How were they able to colonize these new lands of the Pacific? By bringing specific plants and animals that could sustain new colonies, including, of course, breadfruit. Breadfruit proved to be a key staple food, and it has been cultivated for over 3,000 years in the Pacific Islands. Polynesians introduced breadfruit to Oahu, Hawaii, from the Samoan island of Upalu, centuries ago. Breadfruit, also called ulu, U-L-U in Hawaii, was a large part of Hawaiian life and played an important role in the local agricultural system for hundreds of years before Western explorers arrived in the late 1700s. Some breadfruit groves on the islands were capable of sustaining up to 75,000 people. Today, only a few of these trees remain in Hawaii compared to ancient times. Breadfruit was introduced to the Western world by British explorers, and it was actually done as a solution to a period of food scarcity in the 1790s. At that time, during the American Revolution, fewer ships from the American colonies were supplying Barbados. The idea was sparked in 1769, when Captain Cook arrived in Tahiti with botanist Joseph Banks on board the HMS Endeavor. Banks soon discovered breadfruit and quickly zeroed in on it, Recognizing its potential as a cheap, high energy, nutritious food crop for slaves on the sugar plantations of the British West Indies. This idea was pitched to King George III, and in 1787, William Bly was appointed captain of the HMS Bounty and instructed by King George III to transport over 1,000 breadfruit trees from Tahiti to the Caribbean. Banks selected a gardener for the expedition and gave detailed instructions on how the plants were to be maintained on the transport. However, on April 28, 1787, just one month into the voyage, the crew mutinied under the leadership of a man named Fletcher Christian. Captain Bly was banished from the ship in a longboat, and the breadfruit trees were tossed overboard. But why did they mutiny? Well, the debate is still open on what drove the crew to crack. Some suspect Captain Bly's arrogance and source a few instances of abusive behavior. Others say Christian suffered mental instability and the crew was water-deprived. And lastly, some say the crew had become so enchanted with life in Tahiti that they did not want to leave. The mutineers did indeed return to Tahiti, although their final home was on the Pitcairn Island, where, ironically, breadfruits now thrive. No matter the cause, Captain Bly survived the ordeal and eventually returned to Britain. In 1791, about five years after the original voyage, Bly commissioned a second journey aboard the HMS Providence, which successfully introduced breadfruit to the islands of St. Vincent and Jamaica. More than 2,000 seedlings were collected from Tahiti, and around 670 survived the tough voyage and were planted in the West Indies. Some of the original trees planted over 200 years ago in Jamaica are still producing fruit on the island to this day. The breadfruit trees thrived in their new homes, but the fruit was not readily adopted into the cuisine. Many people would only eat them when other food was unavailable, or they'd feed the fruit to the animals, perhaps because some would describe the flavor as bland. It took more than 40 years before breadfruit was widely accepted as a food source on the islands, and by that point... 1834, to be specific, slavery was abolished in the British Empire. Today, however, breadfruit is a staple of Jamaican cuisine. Breadfruit might not be at the top of your shopping list, at least maybe it wasn't before this podcast, but it has been widely touted as a wonder food. It has been an important staple crop in the Pacific for more than 3,000 years and has been garnering a lot of attention for its potential to play a significant role in alleviating hunger in the tropics. After learning more and more about this somewhat unknown superfood, it's easy to understand why. Breadfruit offers health, environmental, and even economic benefits and opportunities. The fruits are highly nutritious, and the trees are highly productive. The fruit is gluten-free, it's a complete protein, and it provides all of the essential amino acids. Not only does the tree grow rapidly, producing fruit in just three to five years with low maintenance but a single tree can yield up to 450 pounds of fruit every year. The trees will continue to bear an abundance of fruit for decades and can feed a family for generations. The trees also thrive in the tropics and subtropics, areas that account for about 80% of world hunger. In addition to the breadfruit tree providing a source for construction materials, fabrics, insect repellent, and animal fodder, they can even provide shelter and food, to important plant pollinators, like honeybees and fruit bats. So I've described the breadfruit as nutritious multiple times already, and here's why. Breadfruit is an energy-rich food and a good source of complex carbohydrates and antioxidants. It is low in fat and contains fiber and minerals such as calcium, iron, and potassium. In fact, it has more potassium than 10 bananas. It has vitamin C as well as B vitamins, and the protein in the fruit has a higher proportion of amino acids than soy. It's good to note that the fruit is a high source of gluten-free carbohydrates and protein. It was one of several superfoods in ancient times, along with taro and coconut, that enabled the Hawaiians to colonize the eight main Hawaiian islands and sustain almost one million people. Today, breadfruit remains an integral part of the diet and culture of the South Pacific. Breadfruit is extremely versatile and can be cooked and eaten at all stages of maturity. Even the seeds are edible. However, breadfruit is most often used when mature due to the potato-like texture. It has even been described as a tropical potato and can be used in similar ways. The taste varies with each stage of ripeness. When small and immature, it's like artichoke hearts, and when ripe, it's like a potato. When overripe, starches convert to sugars and the flesh softens to a custard-like consistency and can be eaten raw. Breadfruit can be boiled, fried, baked, or steamed. They can be mashed and made into pudding with added spices and flavoring, such as vanilla. Breadfruit has widespread uses in the culinary world. Pancakes, breads, fries or chips, tamales, pizza, potato salad, curries, dips like hummus, tarts, or even pureed into baby food. Immature green fruit can be cooked in its entirety, or cut into slices and boiled until tender, with the flavor and texture of an artichoke heart. These cooked pieces can then be marinated or pickled, or simply eaten with dips or used in salads. A traditional method of cooking breadfruit is to roast directly on a fire until blackened and tender, baking in an underground oven called an emu, I-M-U, and pounding into a dough-like substance that can be used just like dough, hence pizza and tamales. As I mentioned earlier, breadfruit ripens to become soft and sweet, at which point it can be eaten raw or used in baked goods, desserts, or even sweet beverages. Breadfruit can even be processed into a gluten-free meal or flour. The coarse meal can be substituted for panko or breadcrumbs, but just note that the flour will not rise or have the same elasticity as it is gluten-free. As I briefly touched on earlier, breadfruit isn't touted as a versatile fruit just because of its place in the kitchen. All parts of the breadfruit tree yield a latex sap, which can be used as a waterproof caulking for canoes, other boats, or homes. The sap has also been used for chewing gums. The light and sturdy wood of the breadfruit tree has been historically used for canoe and house construction, and fibers from the bark can be harvested without killing the crop and used to make clothing, mosquito netting, and even paper. Today, breadfruits are grown across the globe from the South Pacific Islands through Southeast Asia the Caribbean, Central America, and Africa. With nearly 1 billion hungry people in our world today, the research, preservation, and promotion of breadfruit is hugely pertinent, and there are numerous organizations out there, like Agroforestry Net, the Breadfruit Institute, and Trees That Feed Foundation, just to name a few, that are dedicated to fostering the use of breadfruit and spreading it to areas of the world that need it most. So if you haven't tried this wonderful wonder food yet, get out there and explore your local farmer's market and try to get your hands on one. It's pretty cool to think that this single fruit that you hold in your hands could change the world we know, as it already did once before. Well, folks, that concludes this week's episode Be sure to follow at Specialty Produce app on Instagram for some amazing produce photos. And while you're on there, give us a follow at Plated Earth. As always, you can find more information, recipe ideas, and local market shares on the Specialty Produce app. Tune in next time for more food fables. And remember, cauliflower is nothing but a cabbage with a college education. We'll catch you next time.